Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is an app that allows you to have a full-blown discussion with athletes, professionals, whatever the case might be. Interact with fans. Just download it on the iOS app, and I will let you guys know when I go live with a Locker Room on my Twitter page. I will try to do it for most times after the game, so give it a look. Wait a second. The Wild Wild East? And also, where is Kyle Palmieri going? Is he staying in New Jersey, or is it about time for him to get out of here? We have a lot to discuss on this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 11.45 p.m. Eastern Time, March 19th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And the Devils have another game against the Pittsburgh Penguins this afternoon. And I'm really excited to see this matchup because like I told you guys in the last episode, if you hadn't listened to that, please give that a listen. But overall, the New Jersey Devils, it looks like they have some momentum going their way because obviously, you know, we lost that game against the Islanders in a heartbreaking fashion. And then we were able to beat the Sabres, got their head coach uh, the heck out of there. And now we were able to upset the Pittsburgh Penguins. And overall, they've met my expectations, which is just come out with a point or two in this uh, series matchup. Because like I told you guys, this is going to be game two of three that we're going to be playing them. And also, this game is going to be the first of a back-to-back. So uh, I would expect uh, Mackenzie Blackwood to probably, if he's healthy, to start one of these games. And then Wedgwood would start the other. Or maybe Aaron Dell. I don't know what the case might be. Because like I told you guys, uh, a big effect that the New Jersey Devils have with their season being postponed for two weeks uh, about a month ago is that uh, overall they just have a lot of games to play in a short amount of time so this is something that uh, they're trying to get used to also the lack of practice time so it's really difficult at times for the New Jersey Devils to have some sort of momentum going their way but Overall, it looks like they're getting their footing underneath them. I'm not trying to jump the gun on anything. I'm not trying to say they're going to, you know, go on some sort of hot streak, get into the playoffs, this, that, and a third, yada, yada, yada. There's still a long way to go. But overall, I think we're heading in the right direction. So if you guys hadn't checked out the last episode, I gave you guys my post-game reaction to that game. And overall, I was satisfied with what Jack Hughes did, P.K. Subban, Travis Zajac. And that's another thing I want to talk about. P.K. Subban is kind of on a hot streak for the New Jersey Devils right now. And you need some proof? Well, in the past five games, he's actually leading the New Jersey Devils in terms of points with four. And Kulkinen is still leading the New Jersey Devils with goals the last five games with three. And Subban has three assists in his last five games as well, which also leads the New Jersey Devils. So those are my players to watch for this game against the Penguins. You got to keep an eye out for P.K. Subban and Yanni Kulkinen because those two are going to be uh, main X factors for the New Jersey Devils if they want to come out victorious against the Penguins in this series. So 
overall for the Penguins, they are actually on a two-game losing streak. So uh, the fact that the New Jersey Devils were able to catch them at the right possible time really says something because now maybe we can, you know, sneak one more game past them and just overall maybe catch up with the Rangers a little bit. So before we continue, let's look at the standings out east so that way we can see where the New Jersey Devils are stacking up prior to this game against the uh, Penguins. So obviously still atop of the east are the Capitals. They are 26-4 and with 44 points. The Islanders are 19-8-4 with 42 points. The Penguins are 18-11-1 with 37 points. The Bruins are 16-8-4 with 36 points. The Flyers are 15-10-3 with 33 points. The Rangers are 12-13-4 with 28 points. The Devils are 10-13-4 with 24 points. And the Sabres are 6-19-4 with 16 points. Speaking of the Capitals, do you think it's possible that Ovechkin can pass Wayne Gretzky for most goals all time? That's going to be really hard to do. That's like um, LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most points all time. It's possible, but a lot has to go right in that instance. And also, uh, you know, I don't think anyone out in the MLB is going to be touching Pete Rose or Ty Cobb's hit record anytime soon. So it's always a difficult feat to uh, have. But overall, I'm really liking what I'm seeing out east so far. So the New Jersey Devils, they can really uh, shake things up out east. So like I told you guys, the Penguins have 37 points, but trailing behind them by a couple of points are the Flyers at 33 and then the Bruins at 36. So Overall, if the Devils are able to just upset the Penguins once more in this series, it could really shake things up out east. So the Devils would be right on the Rangers' trails. However, uh, the Rangers, uh, they just lost their last game against the Capitals by a score of 2-1. And they also play the Capitals again tonight. So I believe that the Capitals will come out victorious. So if the Devils can win and the Rangers can lose, we're right on the Rangers' trails. And remember, guys, I told you this. I said... The Rangers are down, but they're not out of it. The reason people were counting the Devils out so far was just because they were struggling and it didn't look like we were going to be getting out of the gutter anytime soon, especially, remember, when Nico Heizer went down about a month or two ago. So overall, the New Jersey Devils, they are still in striking distance, but they are a little far from it. Just saying, it's far-fetched and... Uh, they're down, but they're not out. But like I told you guys at the beginning of the year, my prediction for the New Jersey Devils was if all goes right for them, they could realistically finish fifth and, you know, maybe miss, uh, you know, the playoff spot just a little bit. But overall, they still have a lot of ground to make up because, you know, the final playoff spot is held by the Boston Bruins and we are still 12 points behind them. And the Flyers have 33 points for that fifth position. So Overall, I think so far what I'm focusing on is can the New Jersey Devils just get past the Rangers and just gain some sort of momentum because right now, you know, they've uh, won 10, they lost 13, and obviously OT losses were at 4. So we have played a grand total of 27 games and we have 29 games remaining on the schedule before this regular season is concluded for the NHL. So you're probably thinking to yourself, that's a lot of games and we have plenty of time well, keep in mind, we're playing a three-game series set against the Penguins, and that is like a weekend. So, you know, like yesterday we played them, and now 
We're playing them uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, that's like three games in a matter of four days. And th think of it like that, guys. You know, th th these games are going to go by pretty quick. Uh, if you're a team like the New Jersey Devils, man, it feels like just yesterday that the season started. But you know what? That's what happens when, you know, you're playing such a shortened season. And it's going to be really interesting to see how the offseason is going to be done. Uh, the NHL just revealed that uh, they're not going to be postponing the draft due to the season. So uh, the draft date is going to, you know, remain aligned. And also we're going to get a new team, the Seattle Kraken. So this this uh, offseason is going to be wild, man. And also, like I told you guys, the New Jersey Devils were pretty much, I think, going to be sellers come the trade deadline, which is uh, approaching in a few weeks. It's going to be on April 12th. So um, you know, overall, if, if, if we don't get it together, I think a few players will be out the door. And I think there's just a few players, someone like Ryan Murray, you know, where, you know, we're not trying to sell him to a contender. We're just trying to sell him to like first come first serve. Like, let's see, we traded him for a fifth round draft pick. I think, uh, if the devils could get a fourth round draft pick, I think they said, you know what, that's a decent enough investment. Yes, it wasn't what we wanted, but uh, he's not going to become the second overall pick that we thought he once was. So overall, Ryan Murray, even though he hasn't been injured this year, he's just been very disappointing. And like I told you guys, um, he still needs to play. I still think he deserves, you know, his playing time. But overall, I, I think you guys uh, can agree. We're, we're not satisfied with Ryan Murray. But where am I getting at with this uh, conversation about standings and where we're at? It's just because I'm a little conflicted of where the New Jersey Devils are, and luckily the trade deadline is still a few weeks away, and I know that that's going to come quicker than we think, but, you know, overall, the New Jersey Devils still have some time to figure out who they are as a team right now. What I mean by that is just like, you know, I don't think we're like sellers where we have to get rid of everything. I think we have a decent uh, set base of where we're trying to build off. I think Tom Fitzgerald has done one hell of a job just trying to build this organization from the ground up and just trying to get us back into the playoffs. And, you know, quite honestly, if that outbreak didn't happen for us, I think we would still be in playoff contention to maybe sneak past uh, that final spot. But overall, you know, just, just what's been going on with, like, you know, Blackwood, um, a few other players, and overall just where we're at in the standings. Uh, you know, we've fallen off a lot, and obviously injuries don't really help us. So, um, you know, especially the injury to Nico Heizer, freak accident, but still, you know, playing five games this year is not really uh, helping us, especially since he's our head captain. Uh, you know, we got players who are essentially one foot out the door. So I'm going to tell you guys where I'm getting at. But first, I think it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from betonline.ag. So let's take that away. It's March Madness, baby. We've already had some upsets. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I got one more. I got one more. You're awesome, baby. March Madness. College basketball and the NHL are in full swing. We already have some big matchups on schedule, on tabs. So BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because Bet Online is that awesome. So, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and 
you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this, that, or third. Also visit at BetOnline underscore AG, and they also have you covered as well. So BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Get with it and get in the action, everybody. So basically where I was getting at in the earlier discussion of where the Devils will be potentially finishing out East is just that, like I told you guys, we have a few players on the trading block and just a little uncertainty as to what's going to be happening as the trade deadline approaches in a few weeks. And overall, one of the main questions I'm seeing is, What's going to happen to Kyle Palmieri? So, if you guys need some reference as to what Kyle Palmieri is doing currently this season, uh, he has played in 26 games, has 4 goals, 9 assists for a grand total of 13 points with a plus-minus of negative 4. Now, if we compare that to last season, he played in 65 games, had 25 goals, 20 assists for a grand total of 45 points. So, it's safe to say, despite a shortened year, Kyle Palmieri is way off the mark of what he was potentially supposed to do last season. And to make this even worse, in 74 games played during the 2018 and 2019 season, he had 27 goals, 23 assists for a grand total of 50 points. And overall, this has been a huge down year for Kyle Palmieri. He's on pace to have his season low since um, 2012, 2013 when he's playing with the Anaheim Ducks when he put up 10 goals, 11 assists for a grand total of 21 points. And that's been a while. So that's what he's on pace to be doing right now. Not what he was being able to do the last you know, few years consistently. So obviously in his final year with the Anaheim Ducks, he had 29 points, 14 goals, 15 assists. But once he got to the New Jersey Devils, like, Look at the consistency. So his first year with the New Jersey Devils, 2015, 2016, 57 points. Then the year after that, 53 points. Then 44 points. 50 points again. 45 points. And now to 13 points. So he's been way off the mark this season. And he didn't get his first goal of the year until, what, after 9 or 10 so games against the Boston Bruins in our second game back from the outbreak. So it's been a very disappointing year for Kyle Palmieri. So it raises the question... Should we trade Kyle Palmieri or should we hold on to him? Like, the sport of hockey and the sports world in general, it's a business, everybody. So we have to think of this from a fan standpoint, a player standpoint, and also just overall a business standpoint. So should we keep Kyle Palmieri or should we try to ship him? Now, obviously, the New Jersey Devils are putting out a few feelers out there to see who could potentially want Kyle Palmieri and what could happen for the New Jersey Devils. Now, to give you guys even more reference, so he's 30 years old. He's already had his birthday. He turned 30 uh, back in February, the first of it to be specific. So, you know, um, he's starting to get up there a little bit. You know, he's 30 years old, but obviously hockey is a lot different than all the other sports. You know, guys uh, play until they're like late 30s, early 40s. It's not out of the ordinary in the sport of hockey because all you really need is technique. So, you know, the, the overall question is, should we keep Kyle Palmieri or should we ship him? And honestly, um, you know, I'm a little I'm a little conflicted. It depends on what we could get, and it depends on where we're at right now. So obviously the New Jersey Devils, uh, they tried to ship him over the offseason based on reports that I was seeing, but Unfortunately, the asking price for him was a little too high according to sources. So right now, the New Jersey Devils are trying to see if they can maybe get a first-round pick for him. And it's very possible. It is very possible. So, you know, they were reportedly asking for two firsts in the offseason for him. 
but his value can't be the same at this point. So, like, if I'm a GM, I'm just like, I, you're not getting two first rounds from me. That's a no-brainer. But if you do want a first round from me, you're going to have to throw in somebody else. And that's what I'm fearing because Kyle Palmieri, uh, unfortunately, this is the risk when you, you know, try to do investments like this. Unfortunately, Kyle Palmieri is way off the mark of what he's potentially capable of doing. And so far, this cannot be uh, helping his value. So it also raises the question, should the New Jersey Devils just try to sign him long term and just hold on to him and see what happens? Because is he one of those players that could actually help with our rebuild? So obviously, we have a, a few veteran pieces on our teams. We're one of the youngest teams in the NHL right next to the uh, New York Rangers. So uh, having a few veterans on our team can really hinder our growth and development because you're not allowing the young guys to try to step up, be leaders, whatever the case might be. So like Jack Hughes, in my opinion, if he didn't have such a poor rookie season, I think he would be in more consideration for maybe one of the alternate captain roles. But I think that's going to happen next season as the New Jersey Devils, you know, clear house just a little bit more. But Obviously, uh, you know, is that a bit of a hot take? Am I overstepping it a little bit? Yeah, I probably am. But overall, you you, you get this, you you get what I'm saying because, like I told you guys, Jack Hughes has been doing incredible this year. Look at what he's been able to do just in one off season, and overall, just make the New Jersey Devils a much better team. And his production is going through the roof right now. So. Overall, you know, I, if I'm the front office for the New Jersey Devils, I'm putting Jack Hughes down on my list of considerations to be alternate captain for this organization. So, obviously, um, you know, Paul Mary is a player that many fans are giving up on, in including me a little bit, to an extent, because I'm just like, we got to get rid of him right now. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, this year has been hectic. So is it, you know, out of the ordinary for a player to, you know, have a down year? No, not exactly. I mean, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood is kind of having a down year right now. But then again, you know, so is Zajac just a little bit, but he's starting to step it up in the last couple of games. Uh, Subban is starting to get back up there. But anyway, I I'm getting off the mark a little bit. So, you know, in, in times like this, it's perfectly normal to see a player, you know, just overall, you know, step up their game or overall just take a few steps back. And Paul Mary, unfortunately, is one of those players that's taking a few steps back. So my overall analysis on that is just that, you know, uh, with the Devils' struggles, it, I don't know. I don't know what the case might be. I don't know what they're going to try to do with Paul Mary. But overall, if they can't get a deal done, I'm sure they're going to try to ship them before... Um, b before the trade deadline in April. Phew! But before we continue, it's time for the second live read this morning, and it comes from Bilt Bar. And remember, they're doing a March Madness promotional kind of thing for all of their flavors, so let's take that away as well. Okay, everybody, we've heard of March Madness for basketball, but have you heard of March Madness for Bilt Bar? So we've been telling you about Bilt Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is an amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar March Madness. So come on, head over to Built Bar's website and vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bar, and hopefully they advance in the bracket, similar to how college basketball March Madness works. So 
Vote as many times as you possibly can, and hopefully your flavor advances. Personally, I'm a huge fan of chocolate and caramel, and I also love brownies because I'm always cooking brownies with my mother. So those are two of my favorite flavors, but hopefully uh, your favorite personal flavor can advance to the next round as well. So remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. I repeat, at BuiltBar.com, and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar Man, I love Built Bar so much. So I told you guys about a little bit about how veterans can really hinder the growth and development of certain players. And here's what I'm getting at in terms of Paul Mary. So of all the players over the age of 26, Subban leads in points. And, you know, I gave Subban a shout out at the beginning of the show, but no one is going to be taking on his big contract. So P.K. Subban is staying on this team past the trade deadline. Our only hope is, is that the Seattle crack him, take him. But overall, you know, that that that's pretty much a long shot at this point. And then trailing him is Kyle Paul Mary. And then Looking down the list, Travis Zajac and Nikita Gusev haven't really been producing like they're capable of doing. Travis Zajac, he didn't get into double-digit points until a couple of days ago, as we all know. And Gusev right now only has five points in 19 games played. So, And those are players over the age of 26. Now, what I'm getting at is, is that, you know, uh, I don't know if this is really um, really helping us right now. So I think it maybe it is time to ship people like Kyle Palmieri. But it depends on what we could get. But uh, here's the thing. So, yes, his production is going down. But according to my friends at Pucks and Pitchforks, who uh, cover on Fan Sided, they stated this. If they decide to bring him back, he would be a really good score in a team's middle six. As long as the Devils are paying him like that, then all will be good. If his contract starts to go north of $5 million, the Devils will likely look to cash out, especially after his lackluster production this season. So... Uh, this was obviously Nick from Fansided, so shout out for you for that information and being one of my sources. But overall, the New Jersey Devils, it really depends on what Kyle Palmieri's asking price is. And if he's asking for a little bit too much, especially with his production going down this season, it might be time to ship him out. But do not ship him out unless you are absolutely desperate to do so. So I say we should not uh, get rid of Kyle Palmieri unless we could get a first round pick. At least. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so I, I think Kyle Palmieri is worth a first-round pick for the New Jersey Devils, especially since we're in a rebuilding kind of phase. So if you guys recall, if you need a reminder of what Kyle Palmieri's contract is, so uh, he was signed to a five-year, $23,250,000 contract, and he will be an unrestricted free agent in the 2021 season. So, you know, there's no guarantee that, you know, he'll be back. So this is a big risk for the New Jersey Devils. So this is always a pickle, especially when you're the New Jersey Devils and you're not sure what direction your organization is going in. And, you know, you're just saying, was it because of COVID that we slowed down? Is our team just hitting the wall? Uh, are we rebuilding? Are we, you know, somewhat selling, but, you know, buying at the same time just to see if we can improve our roster? It's really confusing right now, but Kyle Palmieri will be one of those players that will be an unrestricted free agent. So you got to make a decision quickly. And, you know, if he's asking for too much, try to ship him. But at the same time, you know, keep in mind that I think you want to try to get at least a first overall pick or a high draft pick, maybe second round. At least I don't know what the case might be. But overall, the New Jersey Devils, I think we're done with just, you know, trading people and just getting young guys. I think we're just trying to get, um, you know, good players that can help us in the long run. So 
I, I don't know. I don't know because I don't think the Devils want to take a step backwards because I can understand Fitzgerald's position right now, which is if we trade uh, Paul Mary and we just get a draft pick, then I feel like we're behind the eight ball even further because, you know, Kyle Paul Mary, he's a goals getter, even if he's having an off season. People have off seasons like that, okay? So there's no guarantee that it, it'll be the same thing next year, but at the same time, is this a sign that his production is going down? There's so many unanswered questions about this, and it's one of those reasons why I can never be a GM because it's just like, for Paul Mary, he's 30 years old. His production has gone down tremendously. This will be his most lackluster season since, what did I say, 2012-2013 when he was playing with the Anaheim Ducks. And overall, his, his trade value continues to go down. And it took him a while to get his first goal of the year. And I don't know. I really don't know. It's just so confusing. And I think some fans are starting to give up on him. So um, it, it's really, really confusing right now if you're the New Jersey Devils because you don't really know what to do. But in my opinion, here's what I'm saying. I say ship Paul Mary, but try to get at least one first first round pick. At least one. That's all I'm saying because, you know, if you can't get that, then you might want to just re-sign them because out of all the veteran players that I listed from Subban to Gusev and also Zajac, if I had to choose one of those players over the age of 26 to provide some sort of production for the New Jersey Devils in some time in the future, I'm rolling the dice on Kyle Palmer because Subban, he's improved much this year, but he can only improve so much. Zajac is getting up there in age, and he's going to be gone anyway, and Gusev, uh, I'm not even going to get started on that. So that's my overall opinion on the New Jersey Devils. So if they had to choose one player to keep on their roster that's over the age of 26, I'd say Palmer any given day. But at the same time, we don't really have many options right now. So that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. We will talk more about Paul Mary's uh, situation as the trade deadline approaches. And I will give you guys some probable teams that he could potentially be going to. And also, hopefully the New Jersey Devils can get a win uh, against the Penguins. But you know what? I won't hold my breath. But anyway, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils! And let's see what they do against the Pittsburgh Penguins this afternoon. I will catch you guys in the next episode on Tuesday.